Good morning. We gather this morning on the 33rd and the final Sunday in ordinary time. This next week we will celebrate the solemnity of Christ the King, and the following week, hard to believe, will be the first Sunday of Advent. So after, after having traveled mostly through Mark's Gospel these past months, I invite us to pause a little bit this morning to see how these numbered Sundays have given us the necessary waypoints for our own spiritual journey. It's said that if you want to grab the core theme of each gospel, look at the first words that Christ speaks. So in the case of Mark's gospel, his first words came after he spent 40 days in the desert when he said, the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the good news. So what does that look like for you or me? To repent, in other words, to turn your life around and to believe and live the good news of, that Christ taught. To understand that, I think we've got to go back to the beginning of ordinary time last January with a gospel that set the tone for, I think, the entire season. It's a story where the two disciples who were following John the Baptist leave him. They begin following Jesus. After a while, Jesus turns around and, and asks, what are you looking for? And they replied, where do you live? which Jesus replied, come and see. And this was just more than just a simple invitation for the disciples to kind of see where he lives. Rather, it was an invitation to begin to come and see a new way to live, but one that requires transforming the way that we all see, the way we show compassion and mercy, the way we love. So our year began with an invitation to follow Jesus so that we too may learn to see, so that our eyes may be newly opened. And through these weeks of ordinary time and through the words of the gospel writers, Mark and some of John, we were given story after story about Jesus, healing the sick, dining with the sinners, reaching out to the lonely, feeding the poor, comforting the prostitutes. In short, about the need to focus on those living on the margins and those who are deemed often unworthy. He also showed us the need to get away, to pray, have mercy on others, find time to rest, to exclude no one, and to implore us to be like a child in order to be welcomed into the kingdom of God. Through his words and actions, he showed us how we are to open our eyes so that we can see and live differently each week and brought us the opportunity to gain new insight from these Gospels we've been listening to. So easy, though, for us to be like the disciples and be blinded by our own agendas, be unwilling to change. For as we neared the end of Mark's Gospel, we heard just a few weeks ago, the disciples were arguing who was going to be the greatest among them. They complained that someone else was healing others using Christ's name. They were rebuking the people for bringing children to Christ so he could just touch them. And all the while, James and John, they were asking if they could be the chosen ones to sit on his right and on his left in the kingdom of glory. It seemed that most of the times, the disciples could kind of get it for a moment, but then they would lose it. But through it all, did you notice Jesus responds with unconditional love for his followers? As he continued to show servant leadership. 
in the Gospels leading up to this final Sunday in ordinary time. With today's Gospel warning that all generations will pass away, but his words never, never will. And indeed, his words have never passed away. For year after year, century after century, they've been translated and retranslated. They've been proclaimed. They've been preached upon. They've been embraced. And at the same time, though, they've been misused, ignored, and used for personal agendas. I guess the question for you and me today is whether we have allowed the words to help us see any better. Have they led us this past year to be a bit more open to others who are different than us? Or are we still going through our daily lives with vision tinted with red versus blue, white versus black versus rainbow, Christian versus Muslim, citizen versus immigrant, and the list just goes on and on as our eyesight becomes myopic and blurred all by our ego. So how do we begin to change? Uh, I think the best answer may be hiding the gospel account we just heard a few weeks ago. Remember when Jesus healed the blind beggar? Bartimaeus is sitting by the side of the road, and he hears Jesus is coming, so he calls out, Son of God, have pity on me. He keeps calling, and people are hushing him. Be quiet. Jesus hears his call and says, Bring him forward. Remember what it says? It says, Bartimaeus stood up and threw his cloak aside. You have to keep in mind, you gotta read between the lines. That's all he owned, and that's all he physically had was that cloak. Thus he stood before the Christ, stripped of everything, all that he had, and just asked for one thing. I want to be able to see. My sisters and brothers, our sight can only be corrected and improved when we're willing to let go of all that we hold on to. That puts us in a very naked, vulnerable, and uncomfortable place. But it gives us that space and grace for us to begin to loosen our grip on our ego-driven status quo. All generations will pass away, but his words never will. Christ's message has not changed for 2,000 years. And like the disciples, we face the same daily struggle to see as Christ calls us to see. But that new sight does not begin by looking and judging what others are doing. It begins by us looking in the mirror. It's about looking inside ourselves, looking with a new set of eyes, and being open to be changed by the God who dwells within us, and allowing the false self created by our own mind, our own ego, and our own culture to finally die. I think for me, the best description I read recently of what happens next if we do that comes from my friend Greg Boyle, the Jesuit, who for over 30 years has worked with gangs in L.A., teaching them how to see differently. And this is what he wrote. We need to, be, we need to close both eyes and see with the other one. Then we will no longer be saddled by the burden of our persistent judgments, our ceaseless withholding, and our constant exclusion. Rather, we will find our sphere has widened 
and we will find ourselves quite unexpectedly in a new expansive location, in a place of endless acceptance and infinite love. Sisters and brothers, these numbered Sundays of ordinary time come to a close for this year. So as we move forward, let us pause and look backward at the words Christ gave us and his invitation to come and see. And in doing so, dare to answer the call and have the courage to see differently. Dare to become unafraid of, to see who we are and who we can be. And thus be willing to repent, to turn our lives around, open our eyes, and recognize we are all sons and daughters of our God, the God who dwells within us, the God who always showers us with unearned love, no matter what. And that, my brothers and sisters, is indeed the good news of our Lord Jesus Christ.